0: light beer dark money agree on something politics culture and the intersection of faith freedom and free enterprise and now live from the star worldwide network studios here are your hosts light beer chris clements and dark money sean noble
1: Welcome back to another episode of light beer, dark money. I'm Sean Noble and I'm
2: Chris Clements
1: and we are joined by the one and only Ben Quayle.
2: Ben Quayle, former Congressman from the great state of Arizona.
1: Hey guys. How are you doing?
2: It's great and, to have you. And now great you know, to be here. Thanks. King lobbyist. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. King of the, uh, the K street crowd.
1: Well, it's, it is Ben is actually a great example of lobbyists who are one good at what they do, but also have integrity. And are there for the right reasons. So
2: what you're saying is he's a rarity. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we have we know well, we know a lot of. Lobbyists. We know a lot of
2: lobbyists, don't we? And yeah, and then we've done yeah. some lobbying ourselves. Yeah, and Ben's
1: one of the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> but but yeah, thanks for being here. Before we ben. get into that, this has been actually a long time coming. I've been asking him to come on for like two or three years.
1: Yeah, like yeah I know. Back from
0: the D.C. Show. It's just uh, it's tough to. Get the schedules. I think he was just waiting to see if we were actually a legit (laughs)
2: operation. Does this thing have any legs at all?
0: Well, I thought you guys were like a kiosk in Dillard's when I looked up the address.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, almost. Yeah,
2: (laughs) almost. We could
0: be.
1: We're right there. We probably should, you know, start one. Yeah. So, Ben, you served in Congress for a term. Was it one or two? Just one. One. Um, And... uh, when you look at what's happening now, I'm sure you're happy <laughs> that you're not there. Yeah, in the sense I mean, of as as an actual member of the House right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, people ask me all the time, you know, would you go back? And I, I'm really happy not being there right now. It's just completely and totally dysfunctional. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, the Republicans have the majority in the House, and it's not a functioning majority. Right. Um, they can't get to 218 on anything. They have a two right now with absences they have a two vote majority um and you have no leverage you have zero leverage unless you can point to the democratic senate the democratic president that you can pass something only with republican votes and they can't do it yeah and so you just lose all and people point like why can't they do anything why can't we get this thing and this thing i mean you have the appropriations process coming up on march 1st and march 8th and you know they really don't have any leverage because they're going to have to rely on democratic votes to get this thing passed
1: and if they do that the then johnson the new speaker is threatened with a motion to vacate just like what they did with mccarthy who had to work with the democrats to
0: correct get the deal, just, right?
2: just just to make sure the government operates it's, yeah. it's, and, it's and, math it's simple is, math
0: is, is like on all of these things you know mccarthy went and directed uh, negotiated directly with Biden. So on the debt limit package, he's just like, I'm going to vote. I mean, uh, negotiate with Biden. Biden will get the Dems in line. And that was the best way to do it. Yeah. Johnson just, just doesn't have that experience. Right. Right. And it was such a huge mistake to get rid of McCarthy. Yeah. I,
1: I, we have said that many times here. Um, it was, I mean, and if, if that's Well, well not we have friends out. of
2: the show who have been on the show who led that fight. Well, unfortunately,
1: yeah, I don't know the Biggs led the fight. I mean, I think he he
2: I think Eli Crane thinks he led
1: the fight. Maybe, maybe. But, but it was Gates. And because none of that, uh, no one well, Gates was the only one willing to actually go pull the trigger. And then the eight, went everybody along. fell in line. Right. Um, and, and
2: Gates has. And, and the reason he pulled the trigger that we've talked about several times is his own his own ethical well, he's got issues,
1: serious issues. Yeah, yeah he's got and that's, some that's, problems that, that, are, that McCarthy,
2: those, to his credit, was not going to let go of. Yeah.
1: The chickens are going to come home to roost on that one for sure. Um, but Ben, there are actually, we have some listeners who may not know your history. Uh, so give us a little bit of where you came from, who your dad was, is, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing.
0: H- how's he doing? <laughs> oh, no, he's, he's, doing, he's doing well. He lives here in the Valley. Um, a lot of people don't know. It's Dan Quayle, former vice president. Um, a lot of people don't know he actually grew up in the Valley. That's right. Um, went to Kiva Elementary, went to Scottsdale High, and then moved back to, uh, to Indiana um, when he was a junior in high school, I think. Something mm. like that. Um, so he always considered, you know, Indiana and Arizona home. My grandparents lived in Wickenburg for a long time. Um, so we'd been coming out here for since I was a little kid. Yeah. Uh, visited my grandparents up in Wickenburg and for those who haven't been to Wickenburg, it's a great place. <laughs> Wickenburg is the best. Yeah, it's awesome. the,
2: what, What's the dude ranch out there? Well, you like got that? Los Cab. Los Cab, yeah. Los Caballeros. Yeah, yeah it's a great been there t- many times.
0: It's a, it's a great place. Um, so, so yeah, so I grew up basically in Washington area, in Virginia. Um, my dad was in, in the House. He got elected to the House when he was 29, Senate when he was 33. So when I was I got elected, to the house when I was 33. And he was like, you're such an underachiever. Yeah. <laughs> he was already like, in the Senate. I was Senate already life. in the Senate. You get, I mean, come on, <laughs> aim higher, man. Wow, um, no and pressure. Then, and then VP at uh, 41. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is, is that Biden and Trump are both older than my dad. Yeah. <laughs> and he's been out of politics since 1992. <laughs> it is pretty amazing that is that nuts. is
1: that is freaking amazing because um, i was thinking about it, i mean they're both older than clinton who hasn't been president for 20 uh, some years um older than bush i mean it's just nuts that these are this is who we this, have this is the choice our option. i mean America, right
2: it this is, is the choice we
0: have it 300 is. some million people <laughs> right, and this is <laughs> and, and this, these are the two and these are going to be the options
1: well
2: an, an additional 20 that biden's let in
1: <laughs> that are unaccounted for. But who's counting? Yeah, yeah. So, as you look at what your time in the house was like in comparison to now, I mean, is it worth anybody actually going? I mean, to me, the, the concern I have is that it's so bad that we are literally making it so that nobody of any value goes. I mean, that, that anyone who can actually help make
0: it better will actually run. Yeah, um, yes, it's, I mean, it is, it is worth it for, for those that want to actually enact some sort of change. Um, and we, I want to encourage those that have the right discipline and the right values to try to do that. But they. it is making it just more unpalatable for yeah. people to go. And they're also passing these weird rules of like i mean i know people are saying oh the the stock banning you know trading ban i'm against that because a the rules still apply to members of congress right you can't insider trade right right and if you start putting these different rules on it for members of congress you're just going to get the ultra wealthy who have already made their money or the ultra weird Who don't care about (laughs) money, right? (laughs) And we'll never make one hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a pay raise when they go to Congress, correct? Well,
2: and they're just there for the pension anyway. They're to wait out their time and get the congressional pension. I mean, it's not
1: that great. No,
0: it's so. I just we shouldn't be passing laws. It it sounds good. It it, you know it plays to different bases, but passing laws to make it more difficult to get good people into Congress because it is a sacrifice. You're sacrificing your time with your family you're sacrificing obviously your career. Um, but, uh, right now it's just, it's so polarizing and they're just sniping at one another all the time. Yeah. It's constant. You
2: mentioned something earlier though, that I think was instrumental. And you know, when you look at the past and the way Congress was run and that is you grew up in DC. So your dad was there. You, you grew up in and around DC, right? Yes. And, and, and that was a different time where we're,
0: it's really it, it. comes down to like the the delegations, really. Um, like the Indiana delegation, all of them lived in the D.C. area, sure. And then we'd go back. McCain is the one who started it, where the Arizona delegation lived here and did that commute, right? Um, and I, I don't know which is better. Yeah, I mean, that's
2: that's what I'm asking. What in, in terms of your perspective, what do you think I mean, creates more comedy? Creates more you know friendships? I, I've heard I, both sides, and I. I look back at that, those times and you know, I, I knew a school teacher who taught at McLean, you know, elementary and she right. had everybody's kids in her class and, and Democrats, Republicans, independent, whoever. And it just created a different environment, I think.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's, you know, if your kids are on the same soccer team, yeah. Or the same
2: flag football it, team, right. lacrosse or team. the same church,
0: you yeah. know, it you're less likely to get,
2: you're less likely to yeah. hate, hate the other person, it, right? Yeah,
0: Exactly. But on the flip side and for for me when i was growing up it was nice because my dad could come home yeah and i remember, i remember my dad didn't really go to the state of the union he always knew that that was the night when he was going to have votes so he would come home and watch the state of the union from on the tv um but uh so that the family aspect mm. you're closer to your family but you know and, and then when you go back to the district or the state you just really work it hard mm-hmm. on those on those times when you're back, but uh, but I don't I, I would not want to live in D.C. nowadays. <laughs> nowadays yeah. it yeah. it's a little different. It's a lot smaller. I like living in Arizona.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we we do have it. Uh, we are very blessed. blessed yeah, the, to be Yeah. Here.
0: The weather in D.C. is you know it's the worst. Not it
1: awesome. is.
2: It's it's not the most ideal.
1: So what what kind of stuff are you doing these days, and what are the issues that you are focused on that that matter to what we're talking about.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, my group is, uh, venture government strategies. Um, we have a wide range of clients working on various different issues, you know, right now in the immediate, um, term is getting these appropriations bills and then the tax package as well. Cause that's important to a lot of, a lot of businesses that, that we represent. And, you know, it, it, I think that they're in a good place. Um, it's still, to be determined on how they're going to bring the appropriations bills to the House floor, whether it's under suspension or under a rule. But with a rule, you have to get Dems to vote for it because, right. I mean, Sean, when you were back, like, I mean, I knew every once in a while they would take down a rule. It was pretty rare. But now it's, it's, it's you it's, can't get a rule.
1: Right. It's like they don't even put it up because they know it's not going to happen.
0: It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It is completely different. It is completely different. So those those are the things that we're working on right now. And then there's like more long-term issues that we're trying to deal with. Uh, But uh, it's it's a tough landscape right now.
1: Yeah. And when you look out five, 10 years, what what do you see as the biggest threats to what we face in America? And what are the biggest opportunities?
0: Biggest threat is the debt. Interesting. I I mean, it it just is going to, overcome everything. Um, Social Security will have a 23% cut in what, six years? Yeah, Yeah. 35, I think it is. Nobody's talking about it. None of the big candidates, you know, the presidential candidates want to touch it. Um, And next year we're going to be over $1 trillion in debt service for a year. Insane. So, I mean, all of that is going to crowd everything else out. So I think from a national security standpoint, from a domestic policy standpoint, From an economic standpoint that debt issue is the biggest issue that's out there and it scares me because nobody's dealing with it i mean literally and and and
1: actively running away from it frankly correct and and making it worse yeah and the
0: thing and the thing is is like you know medicare starts becoming insolvent soon as well and nobody wants to touch it and i mean we tried to do that in 2011 Um, the house passed something that would reform social security, Medicare, Medicaid. Um, and that's when, you know, the Dems put Paul Ryan pushing, pushing off off the cliff,
1: grandma off the cliff in the wheelchair.
0: But it was, you know, every year that you don't address these things and the, you know, the 34 trillion that we have right now is not even taking into account our, you know, liabilities with Medicare, Medicaid and social security. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's a scary thing. Um, you can't be a leader in the world if you're just drowning in, in that much debt. And, and, and it's, it's, it's a global phenomenon um, because people promise things that they just can't deliver on. Um, opportunities. I mean, quite frankly, you know, unleashing our natural resources. I mean, we have so much potential. on yeah. Oil, natural gas. I mean, the, the Biden administration stopping LNG is just ridiculous. Yeah. LNG exports. I mean, they just i just read some uh, today that some LNG exporter just laid off like or announced layoffs of 3000 people.
2: Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And, and, and we keep saying, Oh, we, we need to stand up to Putin. And, right. you know, we have, we're cutting our L, L, right. Right. LSG to, to Europe. That makes yeah. perfect sense. Right. It's
0: insane. No. But yeah, I mean right now I think, whoever the president is, we need to make sure that the US is the leader in the world. Right now, our allies and our enemies see weakness, from a president who's not there mentally, a Congress who is dysfunctional, um, and they are using that as an opportunity to do, like, this is what's happening in the Middle East, this is what's happening in in Europe and Ukraine, I mean, it's because of U.S. weakness yeah. that people are taking advantage of that, and that's why you know China continues to push down on Taiwan and every everywhere else. And that's what happens when the U.S. is perceived as weak. And so we need to have that robust U.S. power, soft power. Um, I'm not saying go in everywhere, but we have to have that soft power that keeps the the world aligned.
1: Yeah, I mean it. it as as trite as it may sound, I mean, Reagan was right, it's peace through strength. I yep. mean, oh, absolutely. we have to pro- project strength. And and, you know, if you look back, I mean, I think this. Are you saying that Joe Biden is just not strong? Well, you know, when you pull out of Afghanistan the way he did, <laughs> well, he just that, sent the message to, to if, if you to want to Xi, know the, to Putin, yeah. to Hamas. I mean, everybody. It's like, OK, guess what? They're not going to
0: they're not going to do anything. Yeah, The perfect example of the domino effect.
1: Right
0: there. Well, and and, and on the Hamas front, I mean, all of this uh, in Hamas and Israel is due to the fact that the Biden administration freed up $6 billion to Iran. Yeah. No question. There were no rockets going in. Not no, but very few because there was no money coming from Iran into. Yeah. We have
2: funded this entire thing. Yes. And with UNRWA as well.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, we funded that completely and
0: we've
2: been funding both sides. It's been unbelievable. And and for the Biden administration to continue to criticize Israel when Israel is very united in this. The, the Israeli parliament had a, had a vote this yeah. week and they are going full bore and they're going to um, destroy Hamas. And they're not going to talk As about a Palestinian state, yeah. which, which which, by the way, has been proposed for the last 50, 60 years. And, and the Palestinians have rejected every single one. So it's just a non starter for them. They're going to finish the job.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they need to. We can't allow another October seventh. Oh no, no. And and it's going to, you know,
2: we certainly can't can't allow another October seventh that we implicitly paid for.
1: Well, and, and I mean, and it and we also have to be careful. You know, if we show weakness there, then we're vulnerable here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that they the the radical Islamists look at things not in decades or centuries but in millennia yeah and so they they're playing the long game for sure
2: yeah as is china yeah
1: yeah they look at it in centuries but but still i mean we look at it in minutes (laughs) whatever our instagram reel yeah oh (laughs) god it's like eek uh so
2: well and and that's that's why we have the the endemic problems that we have financially with the country because we're we're not looking Correct. forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we we're looking look, for every every two years because it's just about the election cycles, yeah. and so we can't. We have a hard time tackling the long term problems that we have because you're only looking towards. Okay, well, there's a midterm. Oh, there's a presidential election. So it's every two years. You're making these decisions. You have like a year to to do something meaningful. That you, if you're making the tough decisions you know that it's going to be used against you in an election. Yeah. But it's the right thing to do. But it's tough because then you go, well, then we lose power and then they might just rescind everything that we just did. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, from a Republican standpoint, in this this election cycle, I mean, I think Steve Daines has done a great job on recruiting from the from the Senate standpoint, I mean, in Ohio. Montana, West Virginia—the three states that are needed to flip the majority. Um, so that's you know, kind of something that could be there with Senate majority for a while, right? Just because of the makeup of the states, um, and that way you can, you can keep the filibuster, <laughs> right? Not make D.C. a state um, because it. People joke about that. Was a real thing. It was yeah.
1: literally. I mean, I, and I've said this before. I mean, we. We owe such a debt of gratitude to Senator Sinema Absolutely. for standing up to the Democrats on Absolutely. That. Because had she not, we would have Puerto Rico would be a state. D.C. would be a state. There would be 14 Supreme Court justices, not nine. I mean, they were serious about all these issues, and they were going to move forward. And she said no. Thank yeah. God she said no. I Lots. mean, that would have cha- completely changed the country.
2: Well, and that's a great segue. I mean, how do you see— You know, Arizona politics playing out in the next nine
0: months. Um, It's still unclear if Senator Sinema runs. Um, And then I think it kind of comes down to the presidential um, in this state. And I mean, Sean, he's more of an expert than I am. But I just think it's if if Trump wins by enough margin, like three to four points, I think he pulls Kerry over if biden wins i think reuben wins yeah um,
1: yeah no i i think you're exactly right on that i think that trump outperforms the senate i mean and Kerry, Well, um, given the
2: environment right now do you think kirsten is even in
0: it i, I mean uh, i wouldn't if i were her i would mean, <laughs> just take a victory lap in terms of like i stood up on my principles i saved the senate she can literally say that she saved the senate
1: she can say she yeah. saved the country. Yeah. I mean, she, and that's not hyperbole. Um, I
2: mean, she did. I'm going to go off and make a bunch of money now. Right. I mean. And do the, my
0: thing. The, the fact is, is, like, she votes for, with Democrats, what, 97% yeah. of the time? Yeah. Like, okay, she's a Democrat. And then they just all just went after her just because she wouldn't change the filibuster rules, wouldn't pack the Supreme Court, wouldn't make D.C. a state. Like these radical things. And... Then she was getting chased in the bat. I just felt so bad for her because yeah. she was a, just a, a normal Democrat, like who voted with her party 97 percent of the time. These two things that she stood up against, and she's getting chased into the bathroom at an airport. It was yeah. it was ridiculous. It, it, it it's it, it, well,
1: it's again, it's a it's an example of the of the the vitriol that elected officials face. Um, you know, and it's and the worst vitriol is always from their own side, right? right? The hardcore right is always worse to Republicans than to Democrats, and the hardcore left is always worse to Democrats than they are to Republicans. It's kind of crazy, but the worst hits come from your own people. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Just nuts. Well, Ben, we appreciate you taking the time. We know you're Absolutely. a busy Thank man. Thank um, And I think we're going to need to have you come back.
2: Well, I mean, he's busy preparing for a big volleyball oh, is that uh, right? <laughs> <right>. championship, <laughs> which is an, a week. Our, our, a championship? I mean, well, I mean, a tournament. playoff tournament playoff, that, that, that our girls who play together yep. have a great chance of winning. Nice. Because they're on a really good team. That's, they that's won great. last weekend.
1: Yeah. That's great. Well, they,
2: they they can they can take this.
1: I, I am, like, in that, like – My older kids did volleyball, and now I got to wait for my younger kids to get there. So I'm I'm on the in betweens of where you guys are right now. I think I
2: think when you finally, especially with girls, when you when they finally find a sport, this has been the case with Campbell for sure. That she just loves, and she loves that team, and she loves your wife and the coaches, and she she's like, "Do I have volleyball this weekend? Why don't I have
0: volleyball this weekend? Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) Why aren't
2: we practicing?
0: It's fun. I don't know." Uh, the, my oldest is in club volleyball, and that's that's it's a lot. Yeah, but that's, it's but that's fun. what she it's wants fun, to do. But she loves it. That's what she wants to do because yeah. she,
2: because you, you're your kids, which is great.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to watch them get better and yeah, yeah they're going to take the championship next weekend. I I hope so, <laughs> without <laughs> oh, a I, doubt.
1: Love the optimism. <laughs> 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 awesome. Well, thanks for being here, Ben. Yeah, thanks Thank so you. much for doing. It. this. Thanks for having and, me, guys, and God bless you. All right, take care, everybody.